Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. John Sullivan. It's Babs Ayagbusi. Michael Thompson talking. It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. Xavier Rose. Charles Johnson. Psycho Killer from Austin Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. We machines for loud man. Sportscast Radio coming at you. I had something really clever I was going to try to say, and then I missed the missed the beat. And I was trying to do something with the Vujicic and the headband and the machine, and then I was like, and I ended up sounding like Lil Kim when she came out with Deontay Wilder on Saturday. But she was just like, I'm saucy, that dossy, nasty. I guess she didn't even know her own words. Dang it. I'll say the We're here. all black like the omen. I would have been in, like, yeah, that's a girl, man. Ah, like, I would have been barking out. But at one I, point, I you could see Wilder looking downwards in his mask at her, like, what is she doing? Because they're playing that that song where she's like, hmm, honey, huh. I don't know what the, oh, the wake me up, that song she has, yeah, uh, that she did with uh, uh, Remy Ma. And like, I, her verse is coming on, and she's like, it's mm, saucy. Uh, yeah, and then some dude's like, Lil' Kim's back in Brooklyn, and he's walking behind her doing, like, a live ad-lib. <laughs> it was bad. It was, it was, it was like, I'm Sullivan Barrera boxing performance against Dimitri Bivol bad. <laughs> oh, oh, dang. He tried. Come on. Yeah, there wasn't much he could do. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that was HBO with the, the most lopsided cards of the weekend. Showtime giving us the 2018 fight of the year uh, the H, in the heavyweight title. I I still, we talked about it for an hour on Saturday, and I still can't get over how good Wilder Ortiz was. Oh, my yeah, God. That was good. good. That was good. Uh, and and uh, I don't know if you guys know, uh, anybody who might be listening, yeah, we do boxing. Uh, yeah, we talk, we talk boxing. That's, uh, you know, standing eight count with Elijah McNeil, Ryan Cook. Shoot. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, exclusive on Strong Style Media. All right, just throwing that out there. But uh, <laughs> brand new. <laughs> <laughs> if Lil Kim gets to come out with ad libs, we get to do DJ Clue. Uh, yeah. DJ Clue nods here. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, that that was that was good. Yeah, I listened. I listened to the analysis there, and uh, I'm, I'm ashamed to say that I didn't get to see that uh, that one, but. Uh, I don't know. Well, let's, let's give them the rundown for what we got today. Yeah, we, uh, middle of the show, probably a little bit later on, we'll have our normal weekly NBA chatter because the season's just so gangster right now. Kind of talk about everything with the playoffs shaping up, who's in, who's out, who could sneak in. You know, and, and I, I kind of want to talk, who's going to be that team that really makes a run that we're not expecting? And who's going to be that team that really kind of falls apart? Because it seems to usually happen where one team doesn't achieve what they should and one overachieves. So, Definitely going to break into that. Uh, Dame Lillard, by the way, destroying my dreams last night, scoring uh, five three-pointers in like a minute and a half when the Lakers were up by nine with like four minutes left. Uh, Dame drops. That when I said, when I said yeah, game time. Uh, last you week. should have just – see, if you would have said the Lakers were going to win every game, they would have won every game. But you got to go Clipper Darrell and bet against them, <laughs> and then you're 100% right. 
Lillard yeah. dropped 19 in the fourth quarter, man. The, and and I'll say this though, kudos Lakers had them. They they were rolling, but they missed some. They missed two layups. Contavious Caldwell Pope misses a driving layup. And then Dame Lillard's hitting 28 foot step back jumpers. I'm like, get out of here, man. <laughs> He's got the most points of any player this season in five games with like 100 and, or in four games with 154 or something like that over the last four games. It's just nasty, just nasty. But we'll get into NBA a little bit later on. We got some fun spits and giggles. I got, I actually have some this week. I got a couple sound clips to even go with the spits and giggles. Whoa. Uh, yeah, we're ready to roll. We got real MVPs <laughs> coming up as well. But the bulk of this show, I think, right off the bat, is it's now March. NFL Combine happened. Free agency is just a few short days away. So we're we're gonna we're going to break in right away. NFL free agency. We got combine, and we kind of got a little bit like a mini mock draft, you could almost say. We're going to talk the first few picks and different thoughts and who we would take. I got a nice little strategy that I'm ready to implement because everyone knows I love drafts like a nerd. We're going to kind of kind of separate NFL into about two segments. I think we'll hit NFL free agency heavy break, uh, middle of that segment, and then we'll come back and close it with the draft. So without further ado, before we hop into this first break and get you to that NFL conversation, uh, we got a special sponsor that uh, is going to be setting up shop this weekend here in the Twin Cities. You know what? Let me have Alex. Let me have Alex uh, fill you in. Here we go. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit fmlsolutionsinc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Also, check out FML Solutions, Inc. at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds this weekend, March 9th, 10th, and 11th, during the Outdoor News Deer and Turkey Classic in St. Paul. When you're picking up your deer stand, let them know Strong Style Media sent you. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. 
How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out The Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, List, you can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. What if you actually wanted boba? It's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Feels Jordan. <laughs> oh yeah, it hey, fell to the floor. That <laughs> fell to the floor, man. Oh so, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't resist. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> I was like, I, I'm, I'm making the commercial block, and I'm like, man. This is the longest intro I remember because I do not remember it being this long. And then I'm like, you know what? I went this far. What's another 20 seconds? And then we get the <laughs> beautiful serenades from live. <laughs> I can be then, I'm sorry. I, I'm no, no, no man. We need Those it. Those were some that. fantastic. <laughs> was that Ghost Recon days? Heck yeah. That's killer. Get uh and De- and destiny. We'd get random people in there. They'd get a little quiet. Oh, Di- Diablo. Diablo is the other one. Yeah, Diablo is real. <laughs> <laughs> but we got some fun NFL talk. Free agency is right around the corner. March fourteenth. There is so much that impacts. I think the top of this NFL draft with free agency that makes it worth talking about before we get into the draft. And I obviously bring it up. Um, What what do we got here? SB Nation ranked the top 100 free agents. And I think the first guy that we all bring up is the number five rated free agent, Kirk Cousins. Uh, They have Drew Brees ahead of him, obviously, because it's Drew Brees, but being Brees is 39. It's kind of a one and done, I would assume, after this year. But Kirk Cousins is the guy that is on everybody's radar right now. 
And I say the reason it affects the top of this, of this draft is you have the Jets at six and you got the Broncos at five, two of the teams vying for them. And then obviously you've got the Minnesota Vikings. I got my feelings, but I want to know where you're, where you're sitting here with Kirk Cousins going into free agency next week. Uh, obviously, uh, he, uh, he has all the power in, the, uh, in regards to, if you want to talk about a free agent with all the power, it's, it's definitely him. Uh, he can literally pick his place. He can name his price. I mean, obviously, you've heard the rumors early on in the year saying they're going to guarantee, uh, the Jets are willing to guarantee his entire contract, which I think is an absurdity. Yeah, I, you know, I, mean, I think that's yeah. absurdity in itself. But like, uh, um, you know, you know, if if that's the kind of market that he can make happen, hey, more power to him. Um, that's something that's uh, pretty damn impressive. And I don't know when we'll see an opportunity like this. And 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 I got to be honest, like I like Cousins. You know, I'm a big mark for you know uh, Michigan State quarterbacks in particular. Um, I, I'm I'm still the guy out there that that still thinks uh, Drew Stanton's got a chance. Um, <laughs> right up there with Colt uh, Brennan and from uh, Hawaii, right? <laughs> oh my God! Uh, but uh, no, you know, but the the, the I mean, it, let's be honest. I mean, if 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 he doesn't, if he does not, if he does not end up with the Vikings, I I, I am going to be surprised. But at the same time, I won't. I won't be surprised to see the Vikings drop the ball on the negotiation somehow, just being the Minnesota <laughs> way, so to speak. Yeah. Well, we saw the twins with you, Darvish, how that worked. Well, you know. So, so, I mean, you're not far off with the Minnesota thing, that's for sure. I think, what, out of our four major sports, only one team has ever closed the deal on the top free agent in the, in the offseason, and that was the Wild. And that's yeah. because they just got the guy who lived here. So it wasn't even yeah. like a, you know, and then they got the number two guy because his wife lived here and wanted to play here. So, like, we kind of had those gift wrapped, you know, as, as impressive as it was. It was still like, that's how much it took for us to land the prize for agent. Um, yeah. I think I'm with you with it, too. It, it scares me a little bit because we've seen so many great things from Kirk Cousins, but then you see a lot of bad things. But I think when you look at the bad aspects of it, you have to weigh in the factor, you know, last year he loses four running backs. Um, Deshaun Jackson leaves the team for Tampa Bay. He, you know, he's, he's dealing with a rotating bunch of offensive linemen and, and it was a bad situation with him. Uh, You look, you look at his main, you know, his tight end was his main weapon and he had to settle for Vernon Davis half the year. So he had a bad Stick, I think, but you saw the flashes of greatness that he did have. It's hard for me to figure out where I would rate Kirk Cousins. Do you, do you, let's start here. Do you think he's a top 10 NFL quarterback? God, top 10. Like, you know, I, that's, that's the weird thing about, especially this, this year in particular, because you think of what you would normally consider your top 10 quarterbacks, your Brady Breeze, um, you know, you could throw, you know, perennially, you could say Eli, Eli Manning again, but then you got somebody like what, Dak Shepard. Is he going to be a top 10 guy? Uh, I think, I think he's probably. Oh, Dak Prescott. Dak Shepard, Dak Prescott. the movie actor. That's, That's right. That idiot. 
Yeah, but, uh, ain't my wife. He, but he's he's married to what's his name? What's her name? Yeah, uh, Kristen Bell. I'm like, how did he Kristen do that? Bell. Yeah, um, get it. Uh, my wife was just talking <laughs> about his dang uh, <laughs> their dang podcast today. Um, but uh, let's see. Uh, but the the funny thing is, uh, you know, I think I would probably put him somewhere like I'd say seven to ten. That that's where I'd put him. I definitely wouldn't put him in the in the in the first half. Yeah, because you're you're not putting him over Rodgers, you're not putting him over Brady. Um, are you putting Russell him Wilson. over Russell Wilson? No. What about what do you what do you rate him next to Carson Wentz off of the one season sample size? Um, I wouldn't put him ahead of Wentz. Okay. What about let's let's go same route to Sean Watson. Uh, Watson, Watson, I put him ahead of Watson because okay. Watson doesn't. Watson played less games than Wentz. Let's uh, let's go with the usual suspects. I'll name. I'll give you three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all kind of come. They're all banged up, but they are studs. Cam Newton, Drew Brees, and Andrew Luck. I would put uh, I would put two out of the three of them ahead of him. Andrew Luck being the odd man out. Yeah, and and if he's healthy, I think he goes ahead of him. Exactly. Nope. And that that's. Or if he gets a, a a decent team behind him, he suffers yeah, the same God. thing, right? Because let's be honest, I feel like they would probably put up similar numbers um, given their given the talent on their rosters right now. Well, I mean, he, Luck was good enough to take him as a rookie. Remember, they had the number one pick, and he got him into the playoffs. I mean, that shows how good that kid is. But you know, well, Neckbeard just can't stay healthy. Yeah. Well, how many? Also, how many? Uh, how many damn uh, times was he thrown in a game? Wasn't he, wasn't he chucking? Oh my I mean, gosh! I bet it was like like forty five a game. I mean, you know, he probably had over, like, over and under uh, with him and like uh, Stafford. Yeah, yeah, and those are two guys that had to will their teams into that kind of situation. Do you, you take Cousins over Stafford? Uh, yes, with the uh, obviously the absence of Ocho Cinco, uh, or not Ocho Cinco, rather Megatron uh, has proven that. Uh, that Stafford was a little more one trick, even though um, some other guys had stepped up in, in, uh, in the absence, but definitely not the, uh, not the, the ability or, or the easy, the easiness of that, uh, that connection. You know, and then just kind of rounding these out, like I, I'd take cousins over golf. I think right now I'd take him yeah. over Garoppolo. I'd take him over Ben. I'd take him over Prescott. I'd take him over Alex Smith. I take him over Jameis. I take him over Rivers. Matt Ryan, Bortles. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's about right. So we got Rogers, Wilson, Brady, Wentz, and we'll say two of those, the three that I gave you. So we got him um, seventh or eighth if we had Andrew Luck. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. So that's that leads me to this as to why it's such a big deal. Tell me a thirty-year-old quarterback in the in his prime that's ever hit free agency. It doesn't happen. Yeah. It never happens. The talk that I heard today is the Vikings three years, ninety-one million, and it's all guaranteed to Kirk Cousins. That could be the three, offer. Three years. If I'm Cousins, I take that because if he exceeds his contract, he gets to dip into the well one more time. Exactly. You know I mean? He gets to. You know what I mean? He gets to say, "All right." Now really pay me. You know, well, even though he's getting, if he's getting guaranteed, he got paid. But like he's gonna mm-hmm. pay, pay me again. Pay this man his money is what he's gonna. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. I, I my question still is. Pay this man his money. 
but uh, you know, my 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 question is still, what's Kirk Cousins' value when it comes to the playoffs? When it comes to the two minute drill, what's I want to know what he can do when when the game's really on the line, and that's that's something I still feel. Um, I still feel I have not seen enough out of, out of Kirk Cousins. I, I think two years ago when they made the playoffs when Jordan Reed was healthy and, and they were doing his, you know, everything they were doing, I think they won a lot of good close games with Cousins leading them at the end um, just because their team was mediocre and the, the offense is kind of overachieved. The, the thing I look at with Kirk Cousins is, you know, I think I would take the shorter deal for Minnesota because if you go like Von Miller's out there campaigning for Denver, which is great. You have Von Miller, but what else do you have on that team? I mean, that's not a good team. Okay. You got, you got some, you got some kind of cool receivers. You got Tamaris Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, you know, but they're just not that strong. They're not that strong at all right now after that Super Bowl run. And I tell you what, I know the jets overperformed last year from when we had uh, Louis Toronto jr. On talking about the jets that he does every summer for us. But, yeah. man, that team, you know, just continues to let people walk. And I understand it so they can rebuild for free agency. But I don't see, see him making that big of an impact to fix that team either. If I'm Kirk Cousins, and you mean to tell me the runner-up in the NFC Championship has enough money to pay me and they're willing to, he's never had weapons or a defense like he's had or he would have here. Um and let's not forget Delvin Cook should be healthy. So that's another weapon that we didn't even have last year. If we take this team and we add Cousins and Delvin Cook to it, I think that the Philly game goes a little bit different because Philly has to play a different style of football because we're making it more of an interesting game. Is you it, know, where they can't just bomb on is us it kind just of, because it yeah, say, Is it kind of weird where we go from having to have, you know, uh, eight and nine guys in the box for Adrian Peterson to – to having people have to, you know, keep the safeties back for our deep threats, mm-hmm. uh, but not not the run game. It's so weird being being that, you know, because we haven't had that opportunity since obviously Carter and Moss. Yeah, that's true. And it would, and if you look at Delvin Cook before he got hurt, he looked like he was figuring it out awfully fast. And you know, when teams weren't scared of um, Latavius Murray and Jared McKinnon. And that's what kind of hurt us, I think, in that Philly scheme is Philly had a defense to match our defense. But the second we had that, you know, they returned that kickoff, which was terrible on our, our, our that pick six it was, you know, which was terrible that, that we didn't stop that. But then they get that strip sack fumble when we're in the goal line to go into the halftime. That changes the whole complexion of the game. And I think a guy like Cousins can change that. I I know Keenum deserves a shot and he's going to get one, but you just don't get a guy in his prime hitting free agency like this anymore in the NFL. Yeah. My question is then what happens to Teddy Bridgewater? If he's willing to take a cap friendly deal, I think he deserves a chance to come be the backup and try to try to petition for the starting job, even though he wouldn't get it or you let him walk and he goes and tries to fight for a job somewhere else. I don't want him to walk. I, I think he'd be a great backup for us. Yeah. Even though he threw uh, one pick for his only, his only series. <laughs> That's so unfortunate, too. You could tell it was like, ah. But, you know, and we don't know 
we don't know how he's going to look or hold up after an actual training camp. You know, that, that, that's the other thing is like, you know, we, we'd actually get to see him the whole summer, you know, see him in some game reps. <laughs> oh my goodness. I've just seen it all. Uh, hide your, hide your kids. If Vampirina's on your television, if you have infants, because my son just took his onesie off in his playpen while watching it beating on his chest right now. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, Dear God, he, that threw me off. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, Keep going. Yeah, but, you know, no, it's, it's a weird situation, too, because when you look at that situation, we're tied to four quarterbacks in the free agency. You know what I mean? We have all three of our quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, and then on top of that, you have the, fa- the fact that we're, we're pursuing uh, the biggest uh, of the free agent quarterbacks. I'll, I'll say this. Um, our good old Nick Hagberg, Mr. Get to Know Him himself, he made a very valid point when I was arguing. To, I said, let's just sign Case and bring Bridgewater back and let him battle for the spot. He said, that's fine, and that's the safe route. But teams that win the Super Bowl are teams that are willing to take a home run risk and opportunity and watch it pay off. He said, tell me a team in the NFC with Delvin Cook healthy and signing Kirk Cousins with our defense, especially if a guy like Joshua Jackson from Iowa falls to us at 31 or 30 and we get him to be our new cornerback to kind of relieve Trey Waynes. We're the favorites in the NFC hands down. And I never thought of it in that light when I had my heart and allegiance tied to Case and Teddy that you're right. We need to risk it. This is a time. The NFL is a sport where you have, you have an opportunity to win. Now you take it. It's not like, you know, the NBA where the Spurs can stay relevant just by playing. We have an opportunity. We showed it. I know we got beat. I know we got beat worse than the last time we were in the NFC championship. So, you know, people say, well, last time we were closer, it was a much different team. And this was a much different situation. And I think you got to make the home run pitch. Cause here's, here's the other thing. Say we go with case and Teddy, it doesn't work out. And then two years, we just lose some of these guys to free agents as we free agency. Cause we can't pay them anyway. Why not take the risk? Yep. Got to, got to, got to, got to, especially after that year. Um, you know, that, that really uh, chimes up the quarterbacks there. I mean, you know, I don't see anybody else going, uh, I don't know, going to ham. I definitely don't see the Jets. I think you're going to see a lot of these teams draft early on. Uh, what do you think about the running back situation? Obviously, you know, you mentioned McKinnon. He's going to be uh, – we'll, prob- we'll probably lose him. Um, still on the block, uh, LeGarrette Blunt from the Eagles and Darren Sproles. Uh, Carlos Hyde, Isaiah Crowell, and um, I think Deion Lewis uh, is a – Yeah, uh, Deion Lewis, uh, they have the number nine rated free agent as well, the highest of all running backs. Well, obviously, Le'Veon Bell, but he got tagged. Yeah. You know uh, – Well, you know, and well, do, I was going to say, do you think he, he actually uh, follows through with what he says? That he's going to retire? Yep. Hell no. Because you're not going to pass up, what, $20 million or whatever yeah, it is? he's still me. getting paid. Here's the thing. NFL running backs usually have a certain shelf life until they're about 27 years old, and then we see a decline on the majority of them after, like, four or five workhorse years. He turns 27 this year and has had four or five workhorse years. I hate to say it to Le'Veon Bell, but the Steelers are doing this the right way. I, I don't see any problem with it. 
you know, and if they can't get anything done next year, I wouldn't be shocked if he walks and they just draft somebody. I really wouldn't. And, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a team like Seattle or new England, try to lock up Le'Veon Bell long-term. Cause those are the teams that always seem to pick up the running back that gets cut. Eddie, the Eddie Lacy's of the world, the yeah. LeGarrette Blunts as he had done, you know, just the guys like that. I just, you tend to see it all over. Yeah, and, and obviously look at look at Legarrette Blunt. He had a he had a solid uh, solid season though with the Eagles uh, post uh, post Patriots. So uh, mm-hmm. something to be said there. Something to be said. Uh, I love the Carlos Hyde is the number forty ninth ranked free agent, and in our fantasy draft last year, he went number one to Demetrius in our keeper draft. Two okay. keepers, <laughs> two keepers, and he had the first pick. And he took Carlos Hyde. I'm like, oh my god! I was, I was like, he's gonna take Mike Evans for sure. There's no way I'm getting a wide receiver. Carlos Hyde. What? What? Oh man, that's that's some people. Some people shouldn't play fantasy football. <laughs> we should. Um, uh, we should try to get him on here and dispute with uh, SB Nation about their opinions on the one Carlos Hyde. <laughs> Oh man, how about yeah? Or or like defend defend your pick. I think that's going to be a segment at some point. Uh, I know, like anyway. that. That's 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 going to be. Uh, you know, I think uh, I think this year I'm gonna I'm gonna dust off the uh, dust off the fantasy football uh, options and, and and actually get in a league. Uh, and I'm certain that I'm gonna have a pick that I probably take at least two rounds higher than necessary. But I'm gonna defend the hell out of it. I'll tell you that. Oh man, you're, you're gonna put my team out like that? I haven't even drafted. No man, shots fired. He's coming back. Oh man. Well, well so you know somebody gonna, in gonna... the uh, Minnesota Geek Ball Year Twelve now is getting the boot because we gotta keep I, it. I, I, we gotta keep it family. <laughs> Look at, uh, looking at you, I, what... Joe Vaughn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, one way or the other, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop in a league and uh, and do it. And yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely have to defend a pick at some point because I'm notorious for taking uh, uh, some pretty crazy uh, outlandish picks uh, a little early there. So, uh, but uh, yeah, you know the, the running back situation. It's still the the other thing is it's a passing league, um, especially with uh, you know, and it's only gonna get even. Um, I think you'll see some of the numbers dwindle, even with some of these receivers. When you look at the new, maybe the new, uh, the new pass interference rules, or um, you know, it, there there could be some subtle changes defensively. Where you know what, some people might it might be worth it to take that uh, to take that nice uh, fifteen yard penalty versus the uh, versus the uh, you know versus the big the big game. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to see. Um, I like it. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting season already, just just on that merit. But the again, you're not going to see that much run from any of these running backs. Uh, I think McKinnon, just because he's, he's still uh, on the younger side compared to some of these guys, um, probably probably a little more uh, or less ran is what I'll say. Uh, yeah. I'll say probably probably get the benefit. Um, what about receiver? a guy like Rex Burkhead? After what he did in New England, does does he get that uh, Danny Woodhead money from somebody? Or do people finally start to realize that they're just kind of a product of the environment of being in New England and they stop paying these New England guys when they leave the team? Well, not only that, but let's, let's be honest. There's, uh, there's something to be said when you have uh, the best 
tight end slash receiver in the, in the game on your team. I mean, they're not they're not game planning for a running back out in the flat. Yeah, they're they're, they're game planning for 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 Gronkowski and how the hell you're gonna you're gonna stop him uh, stop him from spiking footballs in the, in the middle of the end zone. You know? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's just uh, that's the I, problem there. I got two other ones for you before we jump to wide receiver like you want to. Two young guys who got drafted by their teams and they're already a free agent and there's no talk if they're going to come back. Doug Martin and Isaiah Crowell. Um, I think Doug Martin needs a change in environment. I think, uh, I think between the personnel changes um, and, and the style of play, I think they need somebody that's going to utilize them or find a way mm-hmm. to utilize them. Um, I think he's gonna he'll get picked up. I don't think he's gonna demand big money, but uh, I think uh, any team that gets a chance to take him will 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 see some benefit. Dumb muscle hamster. He hates that and nickname. I, I, Isaiah Crowell just you know I, that makes you wonder like are they that confident about running with with Duke Johnson Jr. in Cleveland or are they, is it just they just haven't offered him a contract and he ends up is what I wonder back there. Well, you know, looking at looking at the draft, there's lots of. Um, Lots of opportunities that you're hearing rumors of, especially since they have what two top five picks. Yeah, one and four. I mean, uh, there's um, there's definitely room for improvement, and I, I don't know if you heard there's a there's a pretty decent running back on the market. <laughs> the one that Max Kellerman quote said is the greatest running back prospect I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But let's uh, jump in. Where do you want to go? Wide receivers? You said what you got. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, wide receivers might be the deepest of all the uh, of all the free agent mm. opportunities. Um, God, who do you have? You have uh, what? Allen Robinson on the Jags. You got yep, uh, he's sitting there. Let's see. You got Sammy you got Watkins. Sammy Watkins. Marquise Lee, uh, Paul Richardson, uh, Danny Amendola, Jordan Matthews. Uh, you know, there's Terrell Pryor. I mean, I'm not saying he's a, a stud by any means, but I think you got. But he had a good year. Attributes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But like, I mean, compared to these other guys who I'd call, I'd call them tier two point five receivers because they're probably the perfect, uh, almost number two guy on a team. But they're going to be a Dante Moncrief number three. Yeah. It's sitting there, which I mean, surprises me because that yeah. was the young cat that I thought the Colts were going to ride out. You want a vet? You got a you got Mike Wallace there, who had a yeah. decent year with Baltimore. Yeah. Well, you know, the weird thing about Baltimore is lately they've been getting, and I don't know if maybe it's a connection to the quarterback, the aging receiver tends to get a little love in Baltimore as of late. And, um, and, and I think, uh, I think that's, that's something that you'll, you'll see come to end. I wouldn't take a shot out of Wallace. That's one I would probably stay away from to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. Now, one interesting one, obviously the Dolphins franchise tagged Jarvis Landry, but I believe that there was reports that people were inquiring about trading for him. Did you hear about this at all? Uh, I did not, but you know, the weird thing about NFL, NFL trades, I, I don't, I mean, outside of the draft, you don't see much action like that. You know what I mean? I feel like that's a, that's a big play. Bears and Ravens. Jarvis Landry to sign non-exclusive franchise tag with the Dolphins. The Ravens and Bears are among at least five teams to talk with Landry's agent about a potential trade for the Pro Bowl receiver. Wow. This was on Friday, so I knew it was recent. 
Yeah, that's big. I, you know, I, I, God, I like, I like Jarvis Landry too. Um, can we get him? I would like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, my my boys need a need a receiver for sure. Um, got to replace Eric Decker. Eric Decker, that's my dude, man. Um, but you know, <laughs> I, I uh, you, you, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. I like I said, I I think I think receivers. I think I need those guys would be they'll be serviceable on a lot of teams. Um, I'm not, you know, and especially again, it's a pastors league. So I think they're going to be the ones, even though they're not uh, going to be demanding big money, they're, they're going to be the ones that will be an opportunity to make the biggest splash. The, the two that really surprised me, obviously Sammy Watkins was a trade for the Rams when they, when they got him from the bills, but yep. him not resigning to give another, to keep weapons with Jared Goff. I understand they drafted really well wide receiver in the draft. So that kind of helps with, you know, Cooper, Cooper, Cooper cup and such, but Allen Robinson, um, you know, you pay Blake Bortles, I think 18 million a year he gets, and, and you, you could lose two of his weapons in Allen Robinson and Marquise Lee. That's kind of crazy. I, I know Robinson was all that last year with a torn ACL Marquise Lee. I know was injured as well. So he was doing okay without him. But I still think Allen Robinson, I mean, what, kid's probably like 25 years old or something, like, yeah. still just seems a little bit early to to move on from him. Yeah. Also, I think it's a little rough to uh, to start breaking that team up if, if, if you're trying to uh, compete and do what you did last year. I know they're yeah. in the AFC South, and it's still, it's still um, I'm going to call it a soft division factually, uh, despite my, uh, my fandom. Um, <laughs> you, you know, it, it's a soft division and, and honestly, they can easily put a stranglehold on it. Um, if they're going to rely exclusively on their defense, I guess that's, that's going to be their prerogative, but, um, it's going to be a large, um, undertaking just to, to let it ride out and, uh, and do it without the offensive weapons to, to get you the points after you get the ball back. Well, and even, you know, even to, to, to go with that too, which confuses me, Right now, I don't know what the what the the options are with them, but you know, second best cornerback on the market in my eyes is Aaron Colvin from the Jaguars. You know, aside from Tremaine Johnson on the Rams, you know, I, I mean, do you take? I, I don't think I I don't think I cover Rashawn Melvin from the Colts more than than uh, Colvin. Maybe Bashad Breland from Washington, but even even still, I may I might take Aaron Colvin over him. You know, then you get your Patrick Robinsons and your Malcolm Butlers and Nickel Roby Coleman, guys like that. But I don't know. It's just surprising me that the Jaguars, you know, got two top 20 players that are going to be sitting on that free agent market. I think uh, I feel like I feel like you'll see at least one of them get signed for sure. I think Allen Robinson will probably sign. And um, I mean, if not, God, you know, he's only 24. Uh, You know, if. Sugar than I thought. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's he's definitely gonna be one. Um, I, I do. I mean, in, you know, in 2015, he caught 80 passes and like 1,400 yards. It 14 touchdowns. <laughs> are, are you kidding? Let's let's. Yeah, I I I I, take, I definitely put a flyer on him as far as that goes. And I'll, I'll get honestly, I'd give him an incentive-based contract, uh, and 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 hope for the best. But. Um, yeah, you know, speaking of big splashes, that uh, as far as being able to take passes, uh, you know, you got some, uh, you got Jimmy Graham. Yep, Jimmy Graham's there. 
Jimmy Graham's you know, there. You know, I, real, quick older, before, but... real quick before I move on from that Jaguars, I think, I think I'm 100% with you. I think you keep Allen Robinson if you can. You know, you, you did bring in A.J. Bouye to play with Jalen Ramsey. You have Jalen Myrick sitting on the back, too. Um, what's the other guy? Tyler Patman. So, I mean, you have guys to replace Colvin if you can. But, you know, Alan Hearns, I, I, I can't trust him to be my number one. So, I think I'm with you on the Allen Robinson thing. But, yeah, you, you mentioned Jimmy Graham on the board. I think that'd be a, could be a splashy pick. Um, you know, if he's as ageless wonder as some of his uh, tight end predecessors, like, uh, you know, one, uh, you know, Tony Gonzalez, um, or even, I mean, let's be honest, uh, Delaney Walker's having, uh, I mean, some of the best years of his life right now. And he's, he's definitely in the latter years in regards to being a, a tight end in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's one of those things too. It almost seems like he hasn't had his footing since that, that Max Unger, Unger trade when they, you know, New Orleans and Seattle swapped that, you know, Drew Brees just seemed to be the, the quote unquote, I don't know, tight end whisper. And, and like, you know, kind of like you were touching on, it's just such a, it's just such a different team when you have a running quarterback. Such yeah. a different team. Oh yeah. That, and, and you know, it just doesn't gel. And he puts it, and he puts, oh, God, I, I love Russell Wilson. I, I got like a, I got a, like a love hate relationship with him, but like he handles business and he wins games. Uh, he does, and I say this with, with a lot of respect for him, but he, he does what, what Cam Newton can't seem to get done, yeah, despite, mm-hmm. despite his level of athleticism. You know what I mean? Like, I, and, and I don't know if that's just uh, unfor- the unfortunate luck of the draw or if, if Wilson's that much better or, or what, but you know what I mean? Like, you know what I think it is? Is he's more level-headed. Yeah. He doesn't let – Cam Newton lets things get to him to the point that dude skip in press conferences. You know what I mean? Like, and that's not something, you know, that's like in your contract that you have to go to these, these press conferences. I, Russell I Wilson. No problem. Well, yeah, you know I, I, mean, I, am. I I'm just saying, I'm, like, I'm not saying I have a say, problem with you know? it, but yeah. I'm not saying I have an issue with it. But what I'm saying is when you're so irritated and so upset that you avoid things, it shows your mental state in the, in a tough situation on how to handle adversity to me. And Russell mm-hmm. Wilson just feels like somebody who can handle that pressure without an issue. Jam uh, just in the house. You still got Tyler Eifert uh, also on the, uh, the block. Yeah. Uh, got Austin Safarian Jenkins. <laughs> uh, straight out of the uh, East West Bowl. Yeah. Um, but uh you know shout out yeah i was gonna say shout out to jordan peele winning an oscar um but uh no you know there's there's still there's lot there's it's a pretty damn deep uh pretty deep uh offensive side when you look at this uh what what about jimmy graham maybe uh is there is there somehow room to make him get him a year and uh back in new orleans you could. I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to it, and we didn't fully mention this guy. What does New Orleans pay Drew Brees? Like, how much do you think they give Drew Brees? Because realistically, Drew Brees hasn't taken an incredible beating, and who's to say he doesn't walk? He's not going to walk. There's no, there's no way Drew Brees does not finish his career in New Orleans. What what if Drew Brees is looking for like twenty million bucks for one year? Do you, and you know just keep going year by year. 
which okay. that means he's getting paid more than Blake Bortles, which he deserves. And they go, okay. ah, we just want to give you 12. Wow. 12 uh, with incentive? We could say both. Uh-oh. Okay. Here's the thing. 72% completion percentage, 4,334 yards. He got 103.9 passer rating last year. Only eight interceptions. The low number is his touchdowns, 23 touchdowns. But you know what? If I can get three to one, I'm feeling pretty damn good in regards to my interception to touchdown ratio. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's, a, that's a good way to look his, at his it. His numbers were fantastic. Uh, you know, and then, I mean. And that team would compete it. I mean, that team competed. Absolutely, they did. So Especially uh, jump on know, that after weird, getting smoked. Yeah, weird getting smoked jump in by there. the Vikings. And the, the weird. Uh, <laughs> that got the million dollar the, man laugh. Yeah, you know the, the yeah the you know the Vikings getting stomped by them the the, the Adrian Peterson uh, experiment that didn't work out for them but once they went back to playing I'm gonna call it Saints football you know they uh, they they did it they did the damn thing mm-hmm. he doesn't even turn here's the thing is he just turned 39 so he's, he's got a full year before he's 40 yeah yeah I I think Drew Brees see here here's where I'm gonna say. This is what makes that the, the mock draft scale goofy. John Elway's done it once before. If you if you kind of get where I'm going here. Yep. Who's to yep. say he doesn't do it again? Yeah. God. I, I mean, I think it's less likely than the Manning situation because Manning kind of Manning kind of got sent away because of Andrew Luck, which Totally understand. That's what you do. But who's to say that John Elway doesn't make a phone call? Man, that would be um. Uh, what what if what if also just that what if what if Elway gets that team and that quarterback just gets that one run to hoist another one in Mile High like. <laughs> You know what I mean? And then he, and then he, then he goes out on top. Like, it, like, what's the connection there? Like that, that, that would blow my mind. Like sometimes it's all it takes is just getting that one piece that fits to that puzzle. Oh man. And it look, it worked with Peyton Manning. I mean, Peyton Manning played four seasons there. I think three or four seasons and got to two Super Bowls and won one. Yep. Yeah. So, Even on the back of that, that's a, on the back of the defense thing. Maybe, hey, maybe he's gonna go to uh, Jacksonville. Drew Brees. <laughs> no, they, they just paid Bortles. Yeah. Did they really pay Bortles though? I can't believe they no, paid Bortles. That's that's my that's my that's still my what the hell of the year like so far. I think it's because he's still young enough that I think I think he can go in and go look. We get we got a guy who knows our system a guy who managed with injured players to have almost as good of a year as he did the year before. And he turned it on at the end and you got him on a nowadays cap friendly contract without having to try to restart. Cause if you don't take Bortles, then what do you 25. do? 25. Yeah. He's 25. And you, you know, know his, his stats last year, definitely not flashy though. 60%, uh, only 3,600 yards, 21 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. You know, and and look at look at what we talked about though. He didn't have Marquise Lee, he didn't have Alan Hearns, and he didn't have Allen Robinson. That's true. That is very true. Uh, 
Oof, God. It's it's tough I, though, because then it's like, who's to say that they shouldn't have went and tried to get Kirk Cousins, and in, in the same boat as we are, because that Jacksonville defense is really good and really yeah. young. You sold me. You know, all right, I I didn't believe them, and I and to, honestly, and and this is my blind Titan fan that uh, that still. Uh, I, I I'll, I'm gonna call it just how how it is. It's factual, but yeah, uh, your blinders on. I got my blinders on. I still think <laughs> I still think the Titans are better uh, up and down than that team. But uh, but uh, you know the, the defense is solid. The defense is yeah. good. I, I not, no, not going to disparage that. They're in the situation too where they have a very young quarterback who has been very hit or miss, but when he hits, has been very good. And and that's kind of the, the theme of that division. You have you have Deshaun Watson now in that division. If he's healthy, you have Andrew Luck, you got Marcus Mariota, and then you got Blake Bortles. You got a lot of young quarterbacks who all have a lot of huge upside and promise, but have all ran into either an injury or some sort of adversity. So that that's what makes that division so interesting to me is it's four teams kind of in the same boat. As you mentioned, Tennessee, you like their defense, you said. Didn't you, yep. you said you like their defense, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. The Texans have a good defense. Jaguars yeah. have a really good defense. The Colts do yeah. not have a good defense, so we won't talk about them. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's three young teams with young good defenses with quarterbacks who all have something to prove. And that's sure. what makes that division scary for everybody. Oh. Yeah, all four of them are young quarterbacks. Look at uh, look at Houston. My goodness. Yeah, what's well, so I saying? I kind of was I kind of weighed out Andrew Luck for the fact who knows what his shoulder is, and that team is just awful. I mean, they, they didn't even re up Frank Gore, who was their only serviceable player. That says a lot when when Frank Gore is your serviceable player of the year. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's like thirty nine, isn't he? Something like that. No, he's got an AARP card right now. <laughs> Frank, Frank you know, so... played with Steve Young. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, he, he, he's only he's only 34, but uh, but uh, for some he reason, was the heir apparent to Roger Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky running waters. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, but no, you know it's it's. Uh, you know, he was one of those things where he had uh, he had a little drop there too in regards to his productivity and. Uh, but uh, you know, five time Pro Bowler, damn right he gets it done. Uh, gosh, uh, you know I. Uh, yeah, I, it, it's that's a wide open division. I think that you know, and, and obviously going back to what we were talking about with Blue Breeze, you know, the NFC South is almost that 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 polar opposite, right? You got a bunch of aging quarterbacks when you look at it. Right? Yeah. You know, that's... Yeah. You got, you got, you got, well, but you got Jared Goff in there. Yeah. It, you know, but, you know, and then you got uh, who's, I guess, should be hitting oh, wait. His, his prime. No, he's in the West. He's in the West. Excuse me. It's it's what? Uh, you it's got... Winston. You got Winston as the young pup. You got Breeze. You got, you got Breeze as the old dog. You, you got, got Newton. Uh, you got and Newton Matt Ryan. As your, Newton as your come up and Matt Ryan as your, your currently there, right? Yeah, so that's a wild crop. Yeah, that I mean that's that, you know that's kind of one of those weird who you know when it when it goes down it goes down, but they're all competing. I, I yeah. think the parity at the NFL is at an all-time high. 
I mean, when you got, I mean, look at the playoffs that we had this year with how many young quarterbacks were in it and how many young quarterbacks got victories, not let alone, in yeah. it, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. or first time quarterbacks in it. I mean, so it's, 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 it's really, God, I, the NFL, as, as much as all their, we'll, we'll call them their extracurriculars in regards to some of their controversies, as far as the, the, the every weekend uh, on what can happen or, or who, uh, who can really make a difference, man, it's, it's definitely entertaining. And that's what got me super excited about this damn, uh, this damn combine. And then you get some great stories out of the combine even. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick here, you know, finishing up the, the free agency, we kind of touched on some defense, just kind of jumping around here, but a yep. couple, couple good defensive guys still left star Latulier from the Panthers is available. Probably best defensive tackle out there on the market. Uh, we saw Ziggy Ansaw gets franchise tag. So does Demarcus Lawrence. We talked cornerbacks, Sheldon Richardson, Saints allowed to walk away. Titans did not re-up Avery Williamson probably the best linebacker on the board. So that, that's got to be a little bit of a blow, I would think. Maybe uh, a little love for uh, Nigel Bradham of the Eagles. Yep. Yep. Tomorrow Davis, Aaron, Adrian Claiborne are going to be sitting there. There's some, there's some nice pieces that are going to be, uh, Alex, don't call me a Mecca or Jaleel Okafor. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I was reaching uh, on that one. Yeah. But yeah so, I mean, you know, you, you mentioned uh, Bradham. There's a lot of nice defensive guys that could get could get slotted into good situations. It's just going to depend on the money situation, I think. Yeah, you know, uh, fun fact: I got Nigel Bradham's. Uh, uh, I got a Super Bowl credential when he was here. Yeah, sitting sitting in, sitting in the old man cave right now. He left uh, left it at the old place of residence there, and uh, and I uh, got myself a pretty sweet souvenir when I left. So um, that's pretty, mine. Pretty yeah, nice. shout out to <laughs> Nigel Bradham. I'm gonna tweet him later. <laughs> yeah, so, what up? <laughs> you might want this. It's a it's a souvenir. You don't know if you're gonna get there again, fam. Um, yeah, Kevin yeah I'd, I'd have everything. I'd have, if if I went to the Super Bowl as a player, everything that had my name and Super Bowl on it, I would have. Uh, I would have to. You know, if they if they gave me Super Bowl embroidered napkins, I'm putting those <laughs> in my suitcase. All right, they're coming. They're coming home with me. Uh, <laughs> Is but, that a uh, double J on that fork? That's mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, no, you know, defense. Yeah, there's there's lots of serviceable defense, and they're saying, uh, you know, as far as you know, going back to the Vikings uh, uh, aspect, we might lose uh, Kendrick over uh, if if things don't go right. And that I hope doesn't happen. I hope we I hope we can keep this defense together for like a two year, three year window, bring in Kirk Cousins and make a run. Because I don't see Philly doing again what they did. I still think that was a I, – I don't – I mean, yeah, it's hard to, to bet against because they won. But, you know, I treat them the same way I treated the Panthers the year that they lost to the Broncos. And that team didn't even make the playoffs the next year. And that's how they got Christian McCaffrey. Yep. So I kind of see Philly in that same aspect. Teams, I think, are going to be more prepared for them and ready. And, you know, I know I know we, you know, never bet against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, but there's so much peril going on with that team right now. And if Gronk retires, like they may we may have finally seen the end of that ship. Obviously yeah. I'll believe it when I see it, but it is a decent chance that we finally saw the end of it. 
I, I'm waiting for uh, for young evil Skywalker being uh, Brady to throw Emperor Palpatine uh, being Belichick down the uh, down the like light tunnel while he's shooting lightning bolts. Saying no, <laughs> I, this, this, Darth, this Darth Vader Emperor yeah, Palpatine relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I want that era to end so bad. Uh, so bring on the, the dancing, the dancing Ewoks, um, and uh, and such, so so I can move on from from this era in football. I I, uh, I I'm so tired of seeing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I'm so tired. Like I, I want to see I want to see the next crop. I'm excited. I want to see the next crop. That's all. So before we move on to our second break and. Uh, and break into hour number two of our NFL coverage. I think we should do something. I was wondering where they're going to get another tuba player for the band. Yeah. You want to have some spit takes? My first one that I have, this was from, I think it was Friday night's NBA basketball games, their doubleheader. And this was in the, the middle of the, the, the pre-show they were discussing should you know who should win the rookie of the year Donovan Mitchell or Ben Simmons the question alluded to where Jalen Rose says I think Ben Simmons wins but my vote would go for Donovan Mitchell if we didn't allow second year injured players to come back and win rookie of the year which they then began to debate which I'm I'm kind of on the fence you know if they don't play the whole year I understand how they deserve to get a shot because they're still technically a rookie um, so, you know, that's a whole topic we can have at some point, too. Uh, Paul Pierce came in and had this to say. Like I said, if you put them in the Eastern Conference, they could be fighting for that playoff spot also. Putting an award, though, man. Yeah, I mean, I can't take it. If we don't, either one. Because, see, there's an asterisk on Ben Simmons. because Oh, there's a what? There's an asterisk. Because he's in his second year. He had a chance to. <laughs> asterisk. Asterisk. You are killing me tonight. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like you're <laughs> killing me. You guys, y'all just speak proper English We every do, second. Paul. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> His Did he say was, ostrich? Yeah, he's like Ben Simmons has been ostrich, and he's like, what? And he's like ostrich, and then Jalen Rose is like asterisk is what he meant by. That's twice, that's twice Paul Pierce is, is look a fool against Jalen Rose, man. Jalen Rose is be, he's doing better defending uh, defending young players against uh, Paul Pierce than he was defending Kobe against that game where uh, he dropped eighty one on him. And, and what I love about it is he, he's, he's like, what, what do you, what do y'all speak proper English? And Beetle and Jalen both look at him like we're on a set here. And then she, yes, Paul. And he's like, man, whatever. Uh, <laughs> or he wanted to split the trophy between the two and they're like, boo. And Jalen Rose was like, you know, I was in, the, I was a rookie of the year. Hill and kid won it. And I said, just give it to one of them. Yeah. So he uh, buckled under presser, call, said he's being ostriched. Uh oh. She said ostracized. Oh, she just said the uh oh. I played the uh ostrich clip. He's being oh, ostriched. Is that an asterisk? Oh, that's so bad. Uh, second one is one of my heroes in 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 life. Uh for the first time I've ever heard him speechless not fully speechless, but tongue tied. And not able to answer a question correctly because he sounded like a kid in a candy store. And let me tell you, this guy doesn't do this. 
because this guy's got ice in the veins. You know him as the Black Mamba. I know him as Daddy Kobe. This is Kobe Bryant after he wins an Oscar on Sunday. Kobe, <laughs> hello. Look at the number. 81. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay. After winning five NBA championships, now holding an Oscar, how do you feel? Um, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, I feel better than winning a championship, to be honest with you. I swear I do. It, it, it's, it's, you know, growing up as a kid, I dreamt of winning championships, you know, and, and working really hard to make that dream come true. But then, like, to have um, something like this seemingly come out of left field, you know, and, and like, I heard a lot of people tell me when I started writing, and they would ask me, what are you going to do when you retire? And I'd say, well, I want to be a writer. I want to be a storyteller. And I got a lot of, yeah, that's cute. That's cute. You'll be depressed when your career is over and you'll come back to playing. You know? And I got that a lot. And so to, to, to be here right now and to have like a, like a sense of validation is, dude, this is, this is, this is crazy, man. <laughs> it's crazy. Have you ever heard Kobe Bryant tongue-tied, not able to answer a question before? <laughs> nah, no, nah, that's as far as I know. That's that's the dude that still, uh, uh, you know, didn't flinch when somebody tried to throw a ball directly like two inches from his face. <laughs> uh, he didn't flinch when Chris Child stuck him in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I I I couldn't believe it. I'm like Kobe Bryant is like a kid who he's like when I met Timo Solani and I'm like. Eh, eh, Make a wish, kid. Here, just take a picture. I look like a fool. Like it, it was, I was awestruck. And shout out to Kobe. <laughs> well, I thought that was fantastic. Those are two really funny things. Um, uh, shout out to Alex, also uh, uh, giving the nod that he has more Oscar wins than uh, God. Who did he say in the in the group chat there? Oh my gosh, he said like. Because oh, I remember man. I said he's got just as, as many uh, Oscars as Martin Scorsese, which is kind of ridiculous in my in my in my <laughs> head. Um, the fact that he's got just as many as the Three Six Mafia now, because uh, it's hot. That I was the one. <laughs> he has more Oscars than Brad Pitt, Johnny Depp, and Tom Cruise combined. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, you know pretty pretty interesting in itself. Um, yeah, yeah, that was an interesting moment, man. Uh, that's definitely a spit take as far as that goes. All I gotta say is, hey, hey, Michael, hey, LeBron. I just got soaked. You ain't got nothing on the Mamba baby. Now, time out, real quick, before we go into that commercial, because you All said right. Michael and LeBron, and we're talking Oscars. If, if realistically, based on acting alone, LeBron's the best actor of the three. Well, acting. maybe we don't. But, Kobe you know, ain't never been in a movie though like that. Yeah, but well, I know I know LeBron has, and he was funny as hell in that 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 joint he, with. He uh, was he was great in uh, was it? Uh, oh my gosh, I just had the title and I I forgot it now. The one with uh, with Amy Schumer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was killing me. Uh, yeah, that, that he was just just ridiculous. Um, and then, uh, but, uh, then I, I think of Michael Jordan and, and I went back and watched Space Jam about a year Come ago. Come on and, and get up. Um, <laughs> it's time uh, to it's, jam it's, now. <laughs> a great soundtrack, but I'll be damned if it is not some of the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. Look, we saw Kobe Bryant in, in Hold Me in the Brian McKnight video. He did just fine. <laughs> oh, I feel swords gently through my body. Words so sleep. 
make you wobble when I creep or something. Go, I can't remember what he stop. said. Go. go. <laughs> because go what I said is sleep. Stay go. sorry. Sorry. All right. Go to commercials. I don't ever do coming at you. Podcast radio. Your late night hip hop and R&B podcast Soda Sound Radio Hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams Every Thursday night right here on the Strong Style Media Network Catch up on your latest on hip hop and R&B And hear Minnesota talent At 10pm Central But if you trust the way I feel I won't fold from the cards that you feel Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile Can't take it back like diamonds See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding Killing mics like I got a license Victim, I believe don't have religion Just a higher power, who power? I'm not so happy with it But I take a breath, regain my pet Check my feet when I'm walking, see if it I've seen it all more than I care to reveal I'm always sure to clear the air for the real That's why I'm aiming that they grill, man Cause it's how I feel, nobody being sincere We need some changes for real Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Enut. Enut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted I, to it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh. My. Hey, I'm Dr. Afkin. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. I can't. What are you? I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents... Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, basketball, survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles and track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. addition to Jen in the kitchen doing Pilates trying to work on her body. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> she's, now she's all over by the microwave like. <laughs> trying to microwave a Hot Pocket. 
Went from yeah. Pilates to Hot Pockets. What's going Dude, on? My Hot Pockets. I'm being very distracted. Everyone's come home from work now. Demetrius uh, making his two-day-a-week stop at the Casa after moving out, and then Jen followed suit shortly thereafter. So now it's pandemonium. But this is our two, baby, the NFL talk. We are coming at it hard, and you are getting our Ghost Recon playlist. Jordan, you obviously know what's coming up in Commercial Block 3, right? Oh, I, I, dude, I am, I, as soon as this time, I'm like, I'm like, dang, he's going, he's going song for song with the jams. Like, uh, I, I, I still, all I know is, went to Georgia Tech, worked at TVS, like, that's a story right there. Man, there can't believe a... chick, damn. <laughs> they talking about the blue one? Mm-mm, she told me that was turned off. I, uh, <laughs> there was a reason I asked you what was another oh. song we listened to. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, now that is a longer wait. intro than the other one, so I don't remember if there's any lyrics in it. But uh, oh, about man. to about to make a fresh cut mm-hmm. here. We're having a good time. Having a good time. Oh. Hope you all have a good time with us. We're having a great time tonight. Fantastic show here. The NFL Combine was over the weekend. Uh. One of the things that really got me wanting to do free agency, obviously, first, was Kirk Cousins. And the reason I say the Kirk Cousins thing to start the entire segment was because the quarterback position potentially could have five quarterbacks go in the first round. Changes the whole landscape of the NFL draft, depending where guys like Cousins and Keenum and -and so-and-so end up. But I think quarterbacks is a great way to start this draft combine. And I think the biggest riser out of all of this is Josh Allen. Josh Allen looked good in everything he did, but he got measured. He's got 10 and an eighth inch hands. He has the biggest hands in the entire draft. And that is something you want on a quarterback. And I think that potentially with how his draft went, puts him ahead of Josh Rosen for me. Where do you sit Josh Allen right now? Um, man, I, um, you know, based on all those metrics, I definitely see him high. Uh, he definitely got, uh, you know, a lot of reps. I didn't, uh, I didn't get it. I didn't get to see his Wonderlick score. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm really disappointed. There's not a lot of Wonderlick talk this year. And that's, that's one of those things that I get really excited about. Uh, when it comes to the combine, <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorite mini games and one of those uh, NFL quarterback clubs way back in the, uh, the day. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, honestly, I, 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 I have my quarterback clubs. <laughs> uh, you know, but like, I, I have, uh, I definitely, I, I agree. I have them higher than uh, than Rosen. I have Rosen as the number two quarterback based on that. Um, you know, you talk do you have, about the do you, have Al, do you have Allen ahead of Rose, Rosen too. Or, or, oh, no, I'm sorry. I got, I got him number two behind Rosen. Yeah, okay, okay. Wait, so you have Rosen. Where do you have Sam Darnold? Uh, Darnold, I have three. Wow. Yep. You are the first human being I've ever heard that doesn't have him going the number one pick. Nope. That's I'm, crazy. I'm, going, I'm, I'm going wild. I'm going wild. Uh, Josh Rosen ran a 4.9240. Sam Darnold ran a 4.85. Baker Mayfield ran a 4.84, and Josh Allen ran a 4.75. Fastest of the group. When you look at his, his uh, bench press, none of them cared. Kurt Benkert, I don't know who that guy is, but he, he did 16 reps. He was the only one that actually did it. 
Um, but you move on to the vertical jump. Baker Mayfield at 29 inches. Rosen at 31. Darnold had 26 and a half. Josh Allen, 33 and a half. Once again, looking like the better athlete. Sam Darnold had a 105 distance on the broad jump. Baker Mayfield had a 111. Josh Rosen had a 111. What do you know? Josh Allen had a 119. Maybe. Uh... This, I mean, we can keep going down this list. 696, three cone for Darnold, a seven for Mayfield, a 709 from Rosen, and a 69 for Josh Allen. I mean, these numbers don't lie. Josh Allen dominated the court. The only person I think that had a faster 40 time, and I can look, uh, I think was JT Barrett. And that's because, you know, I mean, they, they had flirted with him being a, a wide receiver. Well, Quentin Flowers had a 463, Barrett had a 47, and then you know, Josh Allen had a 475. What uh, maybe maybe you know I mean obviously you know the thing that's really changed uh, God it was almost like twenty years ago um, Mike Mamula he kind <laughs> of uh, you know he he was one of the first guys that went out and got a trainer for these uh, for these these combine events and and said you know what I'm going to raise the stock by the way that they're looking at it and uh, and that's what he did. Uh, you know, maybe he just took it to a next level here and 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 and, and figured out the uh, the loop, or or he's just literally the best athletic quarterback there is of the group. I I think he puts a lot of peril now between him and Rosen. Um, I still think there's a distance between Allen and Rosen from Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold is the the be all end all of this quarterback class. I know you have him third. And I hope that wasn't a quick rebound Laramie Tunsil style to cover. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where, you know, and, and I, I proposed this question to you. The other thing that, that stood out with Josh Allen is they said his deep ball throw was fantastic. He was hitting people in stride. Great. And his, his just fundamentals with his arm looked light years better than what they had ever seen him doing in Wyoming. It almost seems like he's a new player coming into this combine. And that's what started distancing him from Mayfield and Rosen. I bring this to the table. Sam Darnold doesn't throw. And I I kind of asked you, but we we said we were going to talk about it. I thought it was the smartest thing possible for Sam Darnold to do was not throw. Because if you're Sam Darnold and you don't throw, you're already the consensus number one. What does it do for you if you throw? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you go and throw as Sam Darnold and you're already the number one, you can't get better. You can't go from one to, like, Super Saiyan one. Like, that's not a real thing. That's a Dragon Ball no. thing. And all you're going <laughs> to – did you hear Demetrius yell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nope. He, he got his E40 on. Yep. Nope. <laughs> um, can't go. Can't go. Super Saiyan number one. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it, it was almost like I don't blame you for not doing it because all you're going to do is drop your stock if you have a bad pro day with or a bad day throwing the football. So I ask you this question now, which we talked about: What is your feelings on quarterbacks choosing to not throw? At the combine, 
you know, again, just because I've grown up with them actually throwing or people choosing not to throw, um, some people not throwing at their pro days, which I find ridiculous. Some yeah. people, or, or only rather only throwing at their pro days and then not throwing or just not just showing up at the pro day and essentially interviewing. Um, you know, I'm okay with it. Uh, you know, the, the game is what speaks for itself, not, uh, you know, catching, uh, you know, playing catch with, uh, with, with other wide receivers, um, you know, uh, on some turf somewhere in, in not even in pads. I mean, they're, they're, they're chucking it around in, in dry fits and shorts. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, for real, it's not game experience. It doesn't show me, it doesn't show me anything other than like, other than me- mechanics up close. And, and even then, they're, they're not true mechanics. I mean, it, it doesn't simulate that speed, that somebody coming towards you, that, you know, that adjustment that gets made or that, you know, throwing over the coverage or, or under the coverage if you need to. Or, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's too many variables that don't get shown. So I'm fine with not seeing it. Um, I think I, I would have a bigger problem with it if maybe they were coming, um, if they were maybe coming off of an injury, for example, and they didn't get a chance to. That's uh, a good point. That's something where I may, I might have, I take a take issue or, or, you know, like then we got to see something. We got to see that the are, you got to see that it's uh, not attached with uh, some duct tape and some string, some dental floss, maybe, <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I got no problem with it. I got to be honest though, but you know, go, going back on the Sam Darnold thing, man, you know how I feel about USC quarterbacks. And I feel like he's going to be the next one in a long, unless he's legit, unless he's the next Carson Palmer, he's going to be the next, uh, the next USC quarterback that goes on the man. You had a mediocre to under underperforming career because you go up and down that list over the last, uh, the last six or seven quarterbacks and outside of Palmer, there's not one that's made a splash. Mark Sanchez in his rookie year one in new England in the divisional playoffs. Where's the Super Bowl ring? I don't know. Ask, ask you both also, of our favorite teams. Okay. Then. So time out, time out. <laughs> not only that, not only that. What is no, that's good. Do? No, but here's the thing. When you, when you, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you, when you say the, the yeah, it's not a divisional bubble. championship. Exactly. Yeah. So, no, that, that, like, like, literally, this was me playing devil's advocate, just, just being a dick, just saying a name. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I know, yeah. but I'm just saying it's, but I, and this is me countering and saying, what, what, what do you think of? You don't think, you don't think about beating the Patriots. Oh, if, if Jen hadn't left to go to Cubs and was in this kitchen still doing her aerobics or whatever, I would say, Jen, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear Mark Sanchez? She'd laugh and say the butt fumble. Exactly. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty systematic when you hear the words Mark Sanchez. Yep. Matt Leiter. I like taking Patriot pot shots on the radio. John David Booty underperformed. Uh, yeah. He was uh, booty. You know, uh, yeah, uh, uh, who's the blonde kid? Uh, uh, the most blonde kid. Uh, All I keep thinking of is Matt Leiner. Yeah, no, no, blonde and not blind. Um, <laughs> Damn. Uh, Shout out to uh, the Pac-12 Network hiring a blind analysis. That's what's up. Uh, well, you know, actually, but the USC and 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 this is not this is not to take a pot shot or a, you know a blind joke because but they got the they got the the kid that plays blind and and, and shout out to them for having him. It, it, he's awesome. Yeah, he crushed it too. He he uh he got that kick. No, but I I know what you're saying and and that always oh, is Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley. There you go. Yep. Uh the the only thing that I say and this is even 
to to piggyback off your your injury detriment was if I'm if I come off an injury and I'm still the mock draft on everybody's board, the number one pick or number one quarterback, I still wouldn't throw. I think that's the yeah. smartest thing breaking it because because seriously, think of it this way: if if the number okay, say 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 you say you hurt your bicep, Jordan, and you yeah. missed the end of the year, but you were able to come out and and make it to the combine, you're going to be healthy for the season, okay? Mm-hmm. And the Denver Broncos have the number one pick, and they need a quarterback. Well, let's not even do that. The, uh, see, I don't want to say the Cleveland Browns because then people don't want to play for the Browns. So it's like, all right. <laughs> the, the Los Angeles Chargers just retired Phillip Rivers. They have no quarterback, and they have the number one pick. And at the NFL Combine, you know for a fact that they have you rated the number one quarterback. Why would you go and throw and ruin that chance to give them any reason to change their mind? You can't, I, I can you, see that. you can't improve. It's not like, like I said, that's where the, you know, the, the, the saying thing came in. You can't get higher than one. So why go and underperform and give them a reason to think about taking somebody else? Yeah. You know, and that's, that's interesting. That's absolutely correct. You know, looking at, uh, uh, you know, going down that line again, you know, I guess talking about um, um, some of the other quarterbacks, you know, another reason that I don't have, um, or that I have him so much higher, Josh Allen, because he comes from that humble school and he's going to play with a chip on his mm-hmm. shoulder. Whereas, whereas yeah. I look at a guy like Josh Rosen and, and God knows Baker, Baker Mayfield has enough ego Rosen. for, um, you know, Baker Mayfield has enough ego for probably about all five of the top quarterbacks that are going to go in this first round. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that's, that's, that's the bit he has. He has definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of great talent, but I, I worry about him. I, you know, and I'm not going to say he's Manziel ask, um, but I'll say, <clears throat> I'll say his on-field antics, um, though shows yeah. that he's a competitor show that he's still pretty childish. Does, does he scream? Now I'm going to say this and most people are going to take this as a, why would you ever say that about somebody I'm not meaning in the exact same specifics, but in the same broad spectrum, you could say with, you know, not being the, you know, the, the same detriments to him, but going off of what, what you said with the, the whole, you know, red, you basically said, you know, red flag for Baker Mayfield yeah. and, you know, yeah, kind absolutely. of doing the climate control on the character. Does he feel the same as Johnny Manziel to you? And, and that's what I'm saying. Definitely not, not, Full Manziel in regards to the, you know, I mean, obviously we have seen videos of him partying and, but yeah, the, again, uh, the on-field antics, some of that, some of that stuff, it does happen, and and, and I question it because because at the end of the day, he's going to be he's going to be the small fish in the big pond when you enter the NFL. You know what I mean? You're you're not anybody until you've done something in the NFL. Okay, you, a lot of a lot of players get anointed, but look what happens if if they either they either they either succeed or they get swallowed. And I feel like and, I feel like his attitude might be something where he'll get swallowed. And, and I'll tell you what, he may be the guy who ends up going to the little sister team in the New York area, and he goes to the Jets, where those fans are ruthless. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. And, and, and let's be honest, really if, he, if you end up going to the Giants, it'd be no better. You want to talk about ruthless fans? The the, the Jets, they're 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 tired of losing, but the Giants are used to winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at a mock right now that's got um that actually has Sam Darnold as the number two quarterback. So 
once again different for me. Josh Allen has the, the number one quarterback. He his pro or his combine really changed some minds, and I think it helps the fact of how great of an athlete he is. He physically, you know what he looks like. He looks like a combination of of a of a young Randall Cunningham or Aaron Rodgers, a guy who's got some height to him. He's six five. He's got a big hand, but he's not afraid to stand in the pocket. But but he's got just enough speed that he's dangerous. But he has an arm strength where if you don't pressure him, he's going to hurt you. And literally, Randall Cunningham and Aaron Rodgers are the two guys that come to mind when I think of that trait. You know, oh, and that's uh, and that's going off of two different eras too. Oh, absolutely. I hope uh, I hope he can wear uh, you know the shoulder pads that are about the size of uh, you know seven uh, seven cinder blocks like uh, like Randall Cunningham did. But uh, Man, uh, that dude had the biggest wingspan when he threw the ball I had ever seen. Oh, I know, huge. huge. <laughs> I remember I had a. In like '91 or '92, I had his, his Eagles starting lineup figure, and I used to bring my starting lineup figures to the ground round. If you remember when there used to be the ground round oh, in Minnesota, man. heck yeah! And uh, I would play like a an imaginary football game on the table with my starting lineup figures, which I'm so mad that my mom let me open. I had Bo Jackson and Walter Payton and Barry Sanders and Montana and Jerry. I, I mean, I had all the is there anybody other than running backs for a second there? I was worried. Yeah. I was worried. Well, those came to my mind. For, I, dude, the, be, the best one that well, I, I had uh, Art Monk, if you want to keep talking wide receivers. And, and oh, there you Andre go. Reed. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to the, the last, the other Super Bowl that was in the old. Uh, yeah. You know, but I, I had, yeah. had Daryl Green, if you want to go that route. I had Ronnie Lott. But my two favorites were back when I, I, I loved the Eagles as a kid because Randall Cunningham was my favorite player. And his figure was. Like this giant, and it was it was a wingspan. It was left to right. I'm trying to do it in my chair right now, like people can see what I'm doing, and obviously it doesn't work. And then the other one was Seth Joyner, the the linebacker they had, number 59, because his arms were perfectly in front of him, like the old Art Anderson WCW solid figure where he could like spine buster the player on defense, which was fantastic. But uh, the point of it being was the Randall Cunningham like even his starting lineup figure was boisterous around his wide, wide uh, uh, wingspan that he had. And Josh Allen with these 10 and a, 10 and a eighth inch hands feel like he's going to be something really, I feel he's going to be something special, but I don't know how high I take him. If that makes sense. I just, it scares me going with the small school. And, you know, I know we saw Jared Goff go one, and we saw Carson Wentz go too. And I feel the difference with, with that was you take the established guy over the non-established. And I feel that's where we're going with this. Do you take Sam Darnold or do you take Josh Allen? And I think literally the, the entire aspect of how well his combine won was changes the aspect of who who you may draft and Josh Allen man he he looks like he looks like a player his I just I can't get over how good his combine numbers were um you know you you talk combine obviously there's a guy that literally took the combine by storm and it was none other than Saquon Barkley this guy 
Uh, Max Kellerman, as I stated, said he might be the greatest running back prospect he's ever seen. I'm going to pull up these numbers. I think they were on Friday. There we go. Let's go to just running backs. Saquon Barkley runs a 4-4-40. Next close. Uh, Naheem Hines ran a 4-3-8, who was the fastest. But Barkley still ran a 4-4. You pull up his bench press. He had 29 reps, man. Uh, Nick Chubb also had 29. Levon Coleman at 23. Where's my dude, Kerry? God. I was about to say, my guy, Carry on Johnson, he only rolls out 11. So that, that kind of blows. I, I got to check for my sake, for my own, my own personal. Hey, Jordan back in this house. <laughs> Jordan, got, Jordan got beat by the, uh, by the yet say. No, but the, the last thing I said, I moved out of running back here, but the last thing I said, just so you kind of know where I'm going, was the hard part about it all when it's said and done is Sam Darnold is your Jared Goff. And Josh Allen is your Carson Wentz. Do you go with the big established school who's played the established talent, or do you take the chance on the small school and hope he pans out? Uh, small schools, uh, you know, I, I got no problem with a small school. Uh, that, uh, especially when it comes to, I guess I'm going to call it the big quarterback. Uh, you want to talk about maybe some comparables. If you're looking at a quarterback that big, uh, maybe a guy named uh, Ben Roethlisberger comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miami, Ohio, late pick, big body, knows how to throw the football. Did he go to school when Wally Zerbiak was there? Was that way too early? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you know, we, I, was, I, I went on the running back, Saquon Barkley, all-world freak athlete, runs a 4-4-40, second fastest time behind uh, Naheem Hines, who ran a 4-3-8. Other notables that I that I saw, Carryon Johnson didn't have his numbers set up, which bothers me because I went to a tangent about my boy Carryon Johnson. Remember when we were talking the bowl games, and then I saw yeah. he only did 11 reps on the uh, bench press, and then I stopped talking about him, and I was like, oh, oh, poop, Jordan's here, so he can bail me out. <laughs> but uh, um, Bull Scarborough, know. Alabama runs a four-five-two. That was another nice run. Uh, Nick Chubb was four-five-two. What's that? Uh, so going on with Sanquan Barkley here, uh, you know, pretty much every mock I'm seeing now is saying uh, Cleveland takes him number one overall and then takes whatever quarterback falls to him. Do you know? That's where I was going to go when we go to our mock draft. I was going to uh, say you take Barkley number one yeah. and then let the other guys take it. Because here's the thing. Colts at three are taking Bradley Chubb. I'm almost positive. They need defensive help like no other. So now it's the question was, is what does the Giants do? If you're the Giants, do you take a quarterback to replace Eli Manning? I would say yes. Now you let them pick between Sam Darnold and Josh Allen, and then you get the other one that just falls right into your lap, and you still got yourself Saquon Barkley. Yeah. I think that's the play. I think that's the play tenfold. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think the only way they screw that up is if the Cleveland Browns pull a Cleveland Browns. They're going to pull a Brownism and screw it up. I guarantee you the first pick's going to be Sam Darnold, and then Barkley's <laughs> going to go to the Giants. Bradley Chubb will go to the Colts. And then with the number four pick, they'll take, I don't know, Minka Fitzpatrick or something, which is a nice, you know, he's a fine player. Or yeah. they'll trade the pick away and go, ha, ah, we got more first-rounders. And then they won't use the first-rounders right anyway. They'll trade. Uh, maybe they'll trade the pick to Arizona, and then Arizona can get Josh Allen, and then I'll be running around high fiving people. Nice. 
Uh, <laughs> let, let, let me make myself feel better here. If you go to the vertical jump, there was only three players that put up a 40 or higher inch vertical. Bo Scarborough puts up 40. Saquon Barkley puts up 41. Carry on Johnson, baby, with a 40-inch vertical. Let's go. Just had to put that out there. Nick Chubb at a 38 and a half. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> what uh, What do you think? Uh, what do you think you would uh, you would throw on, on a vertical? Oh. <laughs> we, we need to we need to get the strong style. We need to do a strong style combine. Why so Elijah um, can school us all? <laughs> Elijah gets to ref it. He he gets to hold a he gets to hold a stopwatch. <laughs> all right, that's he doesn't get he doesn't get the satisfaction of, of literally shutting us down. He's got to take us uh, a non athletic variance here, and we got to uh, we got we got to push it to the limit. Okay, well, let's see. I feel like, and this is by no means me taking shots, I feel like I'd have a better 40 and vertical jump than Alex and Kyle. Okay. I feel like Alex, well, no, Alex might take me to 40 because that dude does a lot of running. Um, but it is a 40 and I have whack cardio, but it's just a sprint. It's not a race, so that helps me. Um. And I'm smaller, so I have I, I can kind of get more strides in. So okay, maybe I, I don't know, maybe neck and neck then with him. But I feel like I could take Kyle. I feel like Kyle would look like a dude running with his pants around his ankles. So I feel like I could take him. <laughs> and I feel like Kyle's got a Dirk Nowitzki like vertical, where you can get like a piece of paper underneath it. Okay. And I feel like Alex maybe has a shorter vertical. Like maybe you can get like one of those zip up first aid bags from Target underneath them. Hmm. I feel like you could get like a Keurig under me. So maybe that's like a twelve inch vertical. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. My vertical I mean, I'm I'm sketchy. And that's pretty pissed poor for all three of us that I mentioned. Yeah, no, I believe hey, mine's not gonna be much much better. You you know how uh you know in, in white men can't jump when, when, when he goes that first time and tries to dunk and he can't? I'd be similar to that, except I wouldn't hit the rim. Now, and to be I might fair, not even touch the net. <laughs> to be fair, I think it was when was when did we go see ROH with AJ Styles? I think the summer of 2014, I was able to almost touch rim on a 10 foot hoop. Okay, um, but. That was also when I was going to the gym four days a week with Nick Bauer, and I was in a lot more shape. It was right before I started SportsCast, the summer before I started SportsCast. Mm. So, yes, now going down the list of time frame, I'm going to stick to my guns, and I probably have about a Keurig jump on a vertical. Keurig jump on a vertical. Yeah, I, I probably can. I'm looking at a Keurig right now, and I think I could probably vertically jump straight in the air and get above it. We, okay. Here's one thing we should do. And maybe if we do like a global show with everyone, WrestleMania weekend, when we have our little quarter two meeting, we should see, because it's the month of the draft, if we can get a hold of a Wonderlick test and have everyone take a Wonderlick test. Oh, man. And we could oh. do a Wonderlick and we could like, I don't know, mock, try to figure out a, a way to do vertical jumping in a 40. We, we could have our own little combine. I'll, I'll, we'll text the group. Everyone's got a month to train. 
except for Elijah, because he's going to be the guy in charge of keeping score. Because here's the thing, too, with Elijah, is not only would he smoke all of us, but he's probably the smartest at getting accurate results out of it, too. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, he probably has some nice method to to getting that. But I'm I uh, game it. on. Game on. I, I, I put my vertical, my curing vertical on the line. <laughs> Dang. I, I could jump over at least one Hoover handy vac. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I could even do that. <laughs> that things are tall as hell. That thing's like, it's up to like my nipples. They're like, they're probably like 40 inches, 42 inches. No, I, no, there's no way I'm jumping over that. But maybe like a, a couple Roombas. I'll jump over three Roombas at least. Let's, let's go. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I, I see your three Roombas and I'll add a crock pot to it. <laughs> um, so, you know, we kind of touched on this, this little bit of a mock draft. I know we didn't go too much into the scouting combine, but I mean, it's, you know, the quarterback talk took the majority of this. We're, we got about 20 minutes left, and we still haven't even touched NBA. Um, are you on board with that thought, though? If you're Cleveland, do you take Saquon Barkley one and then just grab the best quarterback at four? Absolutely. Again, they, they, would, be, they would be ridiculously stupid not to. So if I had to go – if I had to give you my top six mock draft um, – Who's got six? Jets, Bucks, Bears at eight, nine. Mm. I'm, I might even. Okay, let's let's look at this. I go Saquon Barkley one. I go Darnold two. Bradley Chubb three. I take Josh Allen at four for Cleveland. With Denver, I would take Josh Rosen. As I said earlier, I got the the Jets would take Baker Mayfield. I think you get Megan Fitzpatrick that falls to Tampa in their hands, and I think they're just freaking ecstatic. Um, eight and nine are kind of suspect. I don't know what the Bears would do. I thought the Bears would get, would take a guy like Cameron Ridley, needing a wide receiver, but with this Jarvis Landry talk, who knows what's happening. I'm assuming the Niners would take a guy like Derwin James because they really need a good corner or a good defensive player, and he was fantastic for the Seminoles. But the reason I wanted to say this is at number 10, I'm going the Las Vegas Raiders. They're Vegas by then. Take Vita Via himself. Vita Via. It's just like Via Via from the one and only Washington Huskies defensive tackle. <laughs> wow. You you really wanted you you wanted to get to ten just so you could do that, huh? Yeah, that's the only reason I wanted to say it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Uh, be a man. I wish you had that on the button bar because we could. We drafted the. We drafted the. Vita via. <laughs> Only reason I wanted to get to that. Oh man, that, that, that dude was. That dude was a stud <laughs> on that defensive front for Washington. Watch some of his Pac-12 game highlights, man. This dude, and and here's the thing too is he missed the combine because of an injury, and he's mm. still highly ranked because of how good he was. This dude I, might be the. The defensive, best defensive tackle. I don't want to say defensive end because Bradley Chubb is is kind of the be all end all. Yeah. Um, sitting on that on that front defensive line there. Um, but I'm I'm telling you, man, this this dude Vita Via is is Vita Via. He's he's good, man. He's good, man. Uh, speaking of good, uh, obviously you you can't talk combine without talking about Shaquem Griffin. Yes. Uh, 
You know, I mean, it would be a disservice if we if we didn't give the man the nod that he deserves. Obviously, he does, yeah, uh, definitely. Maybe I mean, obviously, you can talk about all the metrics you want, but uh, this this guy's you know done what he's done. Uh, late add to the round, obviously, you know, had a uh, an amputation uh, of his left hand, I believe it was, uh, when he was four years yeah. old. Uh, you know, uh, he was the what are they the American Conference. Uh, for for Central Florida there, uh, you know, defensive player of the year a year ago, uh, you know, and then, um, you know, obviously, you know, he calls himself national champions. Uh, I, I still digress and, and don't agree with that, but, uh, but, uh, but I will give the man his due. Uh, he definitely, as far as I'm concerned, if you look at the metrics, you look at his numbers, uh, he's definitely worthy of a shot uh, one at the combine, but two, uh, taking a draft on, I don't know about a first round, but I definitely think, uh, if a team doesn't take a flyer on him at some point, they're going to make a mistake because that man, uh, works his butt off. Well, dude ran a four, three, eight the fastest in like 20 years for a linebacker or something like that in the combine. And he did 20 reps with a prosthetic hand on the, yeah. on the bench press. Yeah. That's ridiculous. A lot of, there's a lot of people, uh, field Yates over on ESPN was talking about this dude really would, could fit into an NFL scheme. He could be a third round draft pick. That's insane. You know I mean? Really, I guess, you know, Jason Pierre Paul proved you can do it. Yeah. And, and even historically, players played with the, you know, I mean, honestly, in those, in those linebackers of, of yesteryear, they played with a club anyway. You know what I mean? They, didn't, they weren't all about getting picks. They are about making hits. And if, mm-hmm. if he can, uh, you know, if he can deflect passes, and obviously he's got interceptions too. So, I mean, obviously he can, he can make the play. But, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't think the, the, the lack of the digits on, on the one hand makes that big of a difference when, when he makes it up. With, with effort and, and obviously uh, athletic ability. Yeah, that dude's a freak athlete. He's, I, I would say if, if my biggest takeaway coming out of this combine is three guys that were very high on the draft board, or two guys that were very high on the draft board, I think solidified themselves in Saquon Barkley and Josh Allen. But I also think that Griffin solidified himself as a draft pick. And Pete Carroll himself said, I would love to have him in Seattle. I mean, they already have his brother, Sha- uh, Shaquille Griffin, cornerback, uh, mm-hmm. who had a fantastic year. You know, you could put them together. They know how to play together. It's not a, it's not a dumb move whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, what, you know, uh, odd side of things, you know, we talked about would you throw or uh, some people even consider, you know, do you even do these um, – even do these workouts uh, talking about the uh, let's see the uh, getting injured, you know, sometimes in the, the, the bowl games or um, the uh, what is it? The uh, you know, the extracurricular, so to speak uh, you know, there's uh, what is it? Billy price uh, injured himself on the bench press uh, from Ohio state. Uh, yeah. He was a big injury. prospect too. Yeah, you know, they're saying it's a, a light injury. It could be like a, a pec tear or uh, partially torn. Um, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things like, is it something where would this be if, if he's obviously an offensive lineman and they tend to go quicker? But, I mean, is, it, is that something where is this a red flag specifically to him or is it a red flag to the, uh, to the potential uh, injury prospects when you go to these events before the draft? Yeah. It's true, man. It's really true. It's interesting to see what they do with it. Um, 
100% not trying to change subjects here, but uh, breaking news, the Memphis Tigers may be firing Tubby Smith. Wow. The replacement, Penny Hardaway. Wow. Does he, does he hire little Penny as an assistant? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he has a, a Team Penny AAU team, and he's got the number one junior on the East Coast on his team already. Oh. But, yeah, this broke a half an hour ago. Um, we could see we could see Penny Hardaway. That's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. That's Anthony, friends call him Anthony. <laughs> it makes me as mad as when I found out my sister named her son Anthony instead of Anthony. As uh, <laughs> shout out to Mean Girls. <laughs> uh, we got a little bit of time left. We're gonna hit one thing. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Tim Meadows. Uh, that's fetch, bro. That's fetch. <laughs> I will keep you here all night if I have to. You can only legally keep them here till four. I will keep you all here till four. <laughs> God, that's one of the greatest movies ever. I don't even care. Uh, uh, let's let's jump into this real fast before break. Yeah, real MVP in the house. Jordan, do you have yourself a real MVP? I got, I got an, <laughs> I have a. Because uh, I have a tie. I have two. I have one that's going to blow your mind that I'm going to throw this as my MVP. Okay. All right. Uh, shout outs to the Los Angeles Football Club. Damn, uh, you Los just took Angeles. my Diego Rossi take. FC, yeah. Diego my- Rossi. You know, scoring uh, 11 minutes into the game and getting the big dub over to Seattle Sounders in their first uh, game in franchise history. So shout out to the LAFC uh, winning their first game uh, as far as that goes. I'm sending you a screenshot of what I was going to talk about for my uh, (laughs) – tell tell me when you get this screenshot because this was my real MVP here. (laughs) I just wanted – I couldn't remember the time on on it, but uh, you guys – you got something color, right? <laughs> you see it? Yes. Blow your mind, my friend. Yeah, you didn't think I had that in you, did you? Mm. That's why I was mm. like, well, I'll be safe. I can, I can talk soccer, and he won't say a word about soccer. Oh, man, I got uh, you. I, I actually, and also, obviously, um, let's see, I believe, uh, who was I it? Watched, the, uh, also big. I watched, well, well, oh, you going more MLS on me? Uh, no, actually, I was gonna I was gonna go uh, international oh, on you. Don't go international because that was my tie. So don't take my other take here, damn it. Take yours, take yours. We we then get Real Madrid in the Champions League defeats PSG. Paris Saint Germain loses Neymar a couple weeks ago to an injury after get surgery. Definitely was the was the issue I think on this. Uh, Ed, uh, Edinson Cavani. Got the goal for PSG, but then Ronaldo put one in. Uh, Marco Verratti had another, or Casemiro had another one. That solidified the game 2-1. They got 5-2 on aggregate. PSG now, since, since losing Zlatan Ibrahimovic, my homeboy from Sweden, they have spent a billion dollars on stars in the last seven years and cannot win a championship. It is ridiculous. I, I look at my PSG Ibrahimovic jersey and I laugh for the fact 
that this team was like the Yankees on roids and just couldn't get the job done. And this year, Edinson Cavani was having one of his best seasons. The team regrouped and was playing well. And once again, Cristiano Ronaldo just came out and took him. Yeah. You know, 15, I mean, I, first minute. yeah, that's, 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 those are the good stories that happened, obviously, over soccer. Um, obviously, let's, uh, let's take a brief moment, obviously, talk about one, maybe one of the sad ones here. Uh, you know, Fiorentina's captain uh, from the Italian Serie A, uh, David Astori, died uh, unexpectedly at age 31. Um, mm-hmm. They actually postponed the entire uh, league's uh, matches that uh, had not occurred that week. So, um, still waiting to see uh, my boys, Inter Milan, uh, play against Milan. Uh, oh, but, uh, but. You know, uh, yeah, just uh, some some shocking uh, shocking week of soccer news. Um, by the way, uh, talking about your your boy Neymar out three months is what I've read uh, with that foot injury. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to tell you flat out. Even him jumping from Barcelona to PSG, I still don't I still don't think it puts him over Real Madrid. I really don't. Real Madrid has so much firepower at all ends of the field, and PSG just continues to. You know, they, they, the problem I think PSG has, and, and I say this once again, is I was a, I was a big PSG guy because I follow Ibrahimovic, who I hope comes to the MLS so I can go see him. Just like I'm going to go hit up that Chicago Fire Minnesota FC game so I can see uh, Bastion Schweinsteiger, who's now yeah. on the Chicago FC. <laughs> but uh, he, he should be a wrestler. Hell yeah, he he hangs out with Bab- Babatunde Iagbusi probably. Um, but but you look at what what Real Madrid does is is yes they buy players yes I'm not saying them beating PSG is like this giant be all end all because Real Madrid still is an ex- you know a, an expenditure of a team, but this shows that PSG is a class below Barcelona Real Madrid those teams like that all over Europe. Yeah. Instead of going out and, and trying to bid for a guy like Neymar, like PSG did, they just stuck with what works. Cristiano Ronaldo, Kareem Benzema, and Gareth Bale. Three forwards that will dominate any defense that you have. And then, you know, you come back with your Neymars. Well, they have Vieira and Sergio Ramos sitting back at defense. And we've all seen what Sergio Ramos has done with, with Messi in the World Cups. Uh, Vieira is a stud coming out as well. I mean, I mean, it's it's one of these things where this team is built with, yes, money, but this team is built around talent. And this is why PSG never can get ahead in the in the the Champions League. This is why it's always Real Madrid. It is always the SD Barcelona. It's teams like that because you you can't just it's you remember when the Yankees were spending and spending and spending after their World Series run and but they still didn't get back? That's what yep. this team is doing. Exactly yeah. what this team is doing. Hey, cool. a lot of that. Dude, you got Neymar. I mean, there's no, there's no denying Neymar. But you can't put all your, you know, all your eggs in, in, in one basket. If, if putting uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic with Cavani didn't work for you, I understand Ibrahimovic is a lot older and he's a different player. He's, he's, he's taller and he's, he's more vertically climbed with his headers and his, and his power than Neymar with his speed, which kind of helps Cavani. But if you couldn't win with Ibrahimovic and Cavani, I don't see that much peril difference from five, six years ago with Neymar today than he did with Ibrahimovic. 
And that's just yeah. me getting my soccer nerd on right now because boom, you it. brought up soccer, and I'm like, well, now I got to start name dropping and talking soccer. That's that's all right. That's all right. And you shout out to I, Gareth Bale on Real Madrid, who's just does not age. This dude does not age. So he's uh he's he's in the Lazarus pit, like Raz Al Ghul. Uh, <laughs> but. <Idiot>. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, kind of a, maybe a little potpourri towards the end here. If, if we're going to talk soccer, uh, you know, if you want to go a little bit of basketball here, and, and I know we talked a lot about the combine, uh, talk about another draft. Steve Kerr uh, came up with a little idea for, uh, for, for maybe some current uh, NCAA players to, uh, to, to get back into the matter of things. Uh, what would you think if, uh, if uh, Steve, uh, players that don't get drafted um, go back could in. go back to college? I'd be fine with it because, well, see, but here, okay, I guess I'll say it this way. I don't think it changes anything. It's, I think it's a good idea, but I don't think it fixes anything. Because you still have these agents who that they, you know, obviously agents don't talk to these players, yet yep. these guys still somehow find out that they're not going to be lottery or first-round picks, and then they don't sign with an agent and go back to school. It's the exact same thing to me. Well, they, they have the uh, they have their those – committees that that'll essentially tell them like their their feel or their feel outs and stuff like that um so, what, so those what's, actually, i guess i guess what's the difference of okay say say you you declare for the draft right yep yep and you're told you're not going to be a first round pick and you're like yeah. ah well i guess i can come back if i don't get drafted and then but you're like yeah but if i waited and you know I, maybe i should just stay anyway but then he decided to just go out, go out anyway, and you get taken like 55th, and you get no playing time, and then they just don't even sign you and release you and don't give you your rookie deal. Now you can't go back to college. You know, that's the funny thing is I, I was literally thinking the same thing. I read the article, and I was like, well, you know what? That just means every kid's going to declare for the draft uh, every year and then go back after the fact, like if, if mm-hmm. they don't get picked. Um, Can you imagine you know, like, the combine lines to get in and show your um, basketball drills will be like when you're in fourth grade trying to get to the water phone and you have like a five <laughs> second timer because kids are so mad. Like I used to be the kid only, who was man. drinking, the I was drinking so much water where they would like the kids would try to push me out the water fountain because they're like five seconds is up. And I'm like, no, oh, I ain't done. <laughs> you know, that's, that's like what these like tooth and nail kids would be doing. And that's the problem I have with it. It's the intentions are there. But if you get a kid who gets drafted by Golden State at 61st or 60th, and then they decide they don't need you or they don't have the roster room and they just cut you, well, now you just got cut by the Warriors and you can't go back to college. Yeah, that's uh, you know, and, that's and again, it makes 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 complete sense uh, as far as that goes. And then uh, yeah, I, I now I, I will agree. say. I, I give kudos to Steve Kerr because, once again, he's trying to come outside the box with different ideas. Yeah. I, for one, I know people are saying, look, they're adults. They can make their own decisions, and I totally get that. But for the sake of peril and making it the sport even better, I still think they should implement the, the um, some sort of a rule like the NFL has. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, know that's, that's... at least sophomore. Yeah. I, um, let's see. You know, I, I know spit takes was a while ago. How about, uh, how about this for a little potpourri? Uh, there's a report that Alex, o, Alex Ovechkin has a painting of himself riding a horse while playing a mandolin in his house. Hell yeah. That's as gangster as Alex Rodriguez being on a mantar in his house. 
or a minotaur. <laughs> minotaur is that dude on the wrestling show we were on. Oh, man. Uh, a minotaur. <laughs> dude, oh, man, I, yeah. you know what? Most people would call it egotistical as hell, but to me, that's just Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. But that you know, that's just, like me. I, I got uh, I got a picture of myself, uh, literally, uh, what is this, like a three-by-two poster size of myself in my man cave right now. Uh, maybe it's a little vain, but yeah, it's, it's, it's there. It's there. <laughs> Shout out to Elijah McNeil, who has an eight-by-ten autograph in his basement of your, your boy, the technical legend, Ryan Cook. Oh, man, the technical legend. Swag on a billion. But, uh, you know, uh, what about um, – Let's see. Obviously, I know you guys talk more well, about this. Oh, uh, you know, maybe on before you jump. Before you jump, yep. I, I like yep. where you went with this. Alex Ovechkin is two goals away from six hundred. Amazing. He's uh, he's in his twelve, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, thirteenth season. He's played nine hundred and eighty-six games. Six hundred goals is on the horizon any night now. If you look at these numbers: fifty-two, forty-six, sixty-five, fifty-six, fifty. Uh, 32, 38, those were his lows. But the year he had 32, he had 53 assists. 38, 32, 51, 53, 50, 33, and now 40. Yeah. First question I have. Alex Ovechkin is, is 32 years old right now. Mm-hmm. How many more seasons do you see him playing in the NHL? Uh, in the NHL, no more than four. Wow. Wow. That's I, a little mind blowing. I, I, I think I think I think there's going to be a cutoff. I think there's going to be some frustration. And I think he would he would not he would not be terribly mad to play in, in, in Russia. I'm gonna say I think he's got six years left in him. Six would be my ceiling. I think I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going conservative, though. I'm going to say four. Demetrius says seven. He thinks he's got seven in him. Wow. But here's the thing. that All those numbers that you glared out, you know, and even the numbers that we're talking, there's still one number that matters most, and it's zero. And that's how many cups he's hoisted. Oh, yeah. Well, where I was going to go with this was, say on the average he is on, if he played six years, with the way he's going, that would put him at 800 and 874 goals if he played six more years after this. Now, obviously, depending on what he finishes out this season would change that number. Yeah. If you're Ovechkin, you're 38 years old, and you're less than 20 goals away from Gretzky, do you try to go one more year and get it? No, you got – if you are, you got to. So, a, a record – this is why I'm glad you brought up Ovechkin because I, I told this was like my number one thing I wanted to talk about. I forgot about it. Is a record that most people said was untouchable, including myself, Wayne Gretzky, 894 goals. Ovechkin, low key, is right there and on pace to maybe catch it. It blows my mind after we talk about the Jaguar pads and, you know, how good the. Like, the 20th best goalie nowadays is better than the 10th best goalie 20 years ago. You know, all these kind of things. Meanwhile, Alex Ovechkin, yes, I know he hasn't won a cup, but this dude's on, has a shot to catch. He's going to be one of the best ever period. It's factual. He's going to be one of the best scorers ever 
but he's he's he he may not ever win it, and that's what, yeah. that's that's going to burn him. That really is going to piss him off. He's he's two hundred ninety six goals away from him at thirty two years old. Eight but seconds left. On, Yeah, that was a fun show. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got for you. <laughs> no, man, thank you all for listening. We had a fun time tonight. Catch Alex and Kyle tomorrow. Pop Cultures, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Send us your biggest fantasy backing questions here coming up here. Hit us up on the Facebook, the Twitter. Uh, I, I was on last night going uh, on Sportscast Radio uh, at the Twitter. We're getting strong style set up. But for the time being, catch us on there. I was live tweeting the uh, New Japan show last night. So we're on there. We're having some fun. Jordan, it's always a pleasure. Next Tuesday, we don't know what time we're coming on. I, uh, I got a whole different uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm in between jobs now with a different, different employer. So we may actually have a show at the normal time next Tuesday because I might have an unfortunate day off. So we'll figure that out next week. And we may still give you another show. Otherwise, for myself, for Jordan, catch y'all later. Peace out.